Portions of our broadcast day made possible by Internet media providers, makers of Patriot. With Patriot, every news channel in the world is at your fingertips. The Patriot. For more information, look for the link to Internet media providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www.internetmediaproviders.com. Welcome to the Biblical Editorial Review. Here we will discuss the contrast between two worldviews, one being biblical and the other being worldly. How does a follower of Christ distinguish between the two? And now here's your host, Cleveland Rhodes. Hello, and welcome to the Biblical Editorial Review. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm your host, Cleveland Rhodes, and I want to thank each and every one of you for this wonderful media experience how you doing, guys? It's been a while. Yes, I missed last week, and I miss you guys, too. I got a lot of comments from people. A lot of people telling me, Cleveland, when are you going to come back to do your show, complete the series? Quite be honest with you, I was busy last week. I had a lot of schedule, schedule um, com- conflicts that had come across. And I could not, uh, you know, do everything like I'm supposed to. I mean, come on, man. I mean, if you run a company, business that I do, you got to, you're going to be busy. And I know. I mean, how I'm a, you know, people ask me a question. How can how can you stay committed into doing what you do? Well, I put in the hard work that God gave me. And second of all, I utilize that hard work to glorify him. That's it. I'm sorry if that really makes you feel like a less of a person due to the fact because, eh, you know, I got to get things done here. But even with that saying, you have to look at everything into this whole control of what we are dealing with today. You know, I did a topic recently, a while back, talk about woke Christianity. We talked about that before. Now it's back again, and it's back in full force because all this stuff is going on in our society now. And when you look at what's going on in society you question society in a nutshell. You can't just go around and just assume that society is going to be on your side. If they are on your side, then you will adjust it to your uh, what society is standing for. Right? I mean, come on here. Let's just get real here. I personally no, do not accept anything that society has given me I've started to realize that even now because society doesn't give me anything but you know what and for that reason you have to be very very clear that are you going to be part of society or are you going to be part of of the problems that we occur in our society. 
I'm going to be honest with you. It's really, really, really sad. Because I had topics from three years ago that really resonate into what's going on. Like, I'm going to give you an example here. I did a topic called A Biblical Worldview Versus Social Justice, Social Gospel, which is talking about social justice stuff. Um, I'm talking about why liberalism doesn't work in the church. Talk about that. No, also talking about the divided church and how we softened our hearts towards sin. Then I could go in here, talk about Jesus was Jesus Christ a progressive, which he wasn't. Racism does exist, part one and part two. Okay? And look at this, Christian worldview about transgenderism. The progressive Marxist worldview, me and um, my great sister Christ, Andrea Halls, talk about this. Can man live without God? Avoid the sugar-cut gospel. False doctrine of universalism. No, the two master complex secret societies. Part one, two, three. Talk about the secret uh, uh, status quo cliches. And for the love of racism. We talk about this. The uh, fathering lies. Sin overload. Yeah, it was a big, huge overload. We talk about apostasy in the Christian, quote, quote, church. Told the poverty of man. We've been talking and talking about this. Over and over and over and over and over again. And you wonder why things don't get done. And you see... From even talking about that. How this stuff is going on. I even went so far talking about the media bias against Christianity, uh, against Christians. The truth about the political platforms. I understand the, the election platforms part one and also part two on that same thing. You know, all these here came directly because we was really telling them what's going on in our society now am I proud of all this stuff going on no but I've been soon in the the compass of everything else that yeah we do have a problem here in our society yes we do have a problem here in the culture of what we're living in, we do have a huge problem. And when you look at everything, you start to question everything. You start to question people. You start to question their values. You start to question everything. And you start to ask yourself, is this biblical? Is this, this is, is all this biblical? Is this sound? Is this what the Bible talk about you know these these things do happen and you wonder why so I'm sitting here just thinking about all this and putting everything to 
this perspective and I gonna lay down this truth here now I'm going to talk about some things here it's gonna be controversial which I don't care too much about how you feel about it <laughs> I mean I don't but it's gonna be controversial what what do you mean controversial? I'm saying very controversial to the point that you guys will be so angry. Not only me, but all the things that's going on with this anger. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This stuff is scary. To the point that you have to look at this thing biblically. You can't, it's no, uh, you don't have no choice of the matter. I mean... Biblically, you have to look at this with the way that God is looking at it. You can't just go around assuming this is the right thing to do. You have to look at this biblically if you say you are a child of God. Well, we got people here who claim to be of God, but they're not. And you ask yourself this same question. Why they're not? And I'm going to tell you the reason why they're not. Because. It's no guy in them. I mean. It is no God in them. At all. And when you have that going on. It's a, it's scary. Not only to the point of being afraid. But also look at the facts. Around it. Like, it's so many things in here. That literally brings out so many. Wow moments. No, being a true Christian has a whole lot to do with the fact that God is not pleased on a lot of stuff here. Now, I'm going to really bring it out to everyone here I'm going to matter of fact I'm a reason why I'm gonna bring this out to everyone is two reasons one reason is because if you are a child of God right um then God has to be the centerpiece of everything you don't need to be part of society and when you don't do the things, I'm going to, it's going to really bring out the, the the worst of a person. I'm going to really going to give you some highlights on why this woke Christianity, being woke and being that way is really evil. It's not even Christian. It's not even anything biblical sound on any way whatsoever because you can't be woke that's evil 
being woke is is evil. Now, a lot of people try to make it sound like it's a great thing to be a Christian and being woke. No, it's not being it. It's not. Because. You, you can't have one without the other. You cannot. And that's impossible to do. You can't. That's the problem we have in our society. And we're going to talk a whole lot more about it. But first, let's go into a little bit of details of why we are going into this whole uh, Madra things. Now, we're going to talk about a couple of things here. Literally, that will make people mad. Okay, great. But also, too, we're going to talk about things that literally how st- stupid this woke madra is and what is that where no when a a christian really be awakened you see being woke and being awakened are two different complex attitudes that needs to be so true let's do let's go let's do a little definition uh of all this because in order for you to understand you have to get the the true meaning of why this is really a problem in our society and I'm going to read this in detail I'm going to read the definition of it because um I want you to get the details of this very, very, no, imprudency on it. Because I'm going to tell you something. The more details you know, the better off you will become. Uh, no, a lot of people will really get con- uh, 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 no, conjunctive into... This, but I'm going to let you listen to someone that explains what is a woke church. And once you get the, I'm we're going to pack up, uh, uh, go into details of something wrong with it. We're going to get a lot of stuff talking, but let's get to this in a minute. So we can understand this whole detail. Woke church comes from Ephesians chapter uh, 5, verse 14. Awake sleeper and rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Really the word woke, we stole it or repurposed it from culture for just what it means to engage the current racial injustice issues among African-Americans in particular. And church, what we're supposed to be because we're supposed to be the wokest people on the planet, which means Christ should shine on us in such a way that our regeneration turns into restoration and transformation and redemption and kingdom impact when it comes to racial injustice. Now, you see what it means to be woke in his eyes. But let's look at a definition that's really 
true about being woke. I'm going to go into the evil gospel coalition. They're not the gospel. And um, the person who did this whole thing is really, really, really evil. Um, I, 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 mm. His name, it, he changed his name so many times, it's unbelievable because, you know, um, I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, he changed his name so many times that even I get confused. I said, what? what's your name? And he changed his name to sound African. And um, I'm sitting here like, okay, you can't not change your name so many times to trying to prove a point. I'm saying, what is your point here? What's your point? Now, um, he, now his name is Sahib Alawanali. Now, he is the pastor of the Atacostico River Church in Washington, D.C. Right? In Washington, D.C. Um, he changed his uh, name by at least about 20 different times to say that he is trying to fit into his African-American um, heritage. Which I'm going to tell you something here. If you never, I was not born in, in, in Africa, nor I was um, ra no, raised in Africa. Why do I want to um, be African? My ancestors probably were, but I'm not. I'm American. Now, people get mad with that. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm a American. But to really sum this up here, I want to really get into this whole concentra of what this woke church is. Then we're going to get into why a lot of these woke churches and woke people are going into this madra with the Black Lives Matter. And give you the history with the Black Lives Matter and what their main, what, who they really are. Let's read this here. It says here, I'm getting this from the Gospel Coalition. It says, what we call woke, quote, quote, today is pretty close to Afrocentrism. Okay, let's stop right there and tell you that Afrocentrism is. We'll, we'll talk about this in a second. Now, Afrocentrism of 1980s. The Afrocentrism is a word coined by Dr. Mosalev Adesin, professor of African American studies at Temple University at that at the time. Okay, I want you to think about this. These people changed their names. These could be Derek, could be Rick, could be Rob, could be Andrew, but they changed their names to sound like I'm from Africa. Probably never even touch Africa. I digress. Anyway, um, was about centering Africa and Africa descended people in their worldview, much way European uh, was way Europe has always been the center of the worldview of the European people. The Afrocentrism taught that black people should see the world as black people. 
I want you to think about that for a second. I don't think God is very pleased about that. Now, just remember, this is supposed to be for the church. Now, let's go a little bit further here. Of course, before not before Afrocentrism in the 1980s, there was the Black Arts Movement and the Black Conscious Movement of the 1960s. Now, I want you to think about all this stuff that's going on here with the Black Conscious, the Black Arts Movement, all this stuff is coming from. And it says here a movement to that a movement that uh, both inspired and also drew strength from the Pan Afro Africanism and is connected with the independence movement in Africa and the Caribbean or Caribbean. Let's make that right. It's not Caribbean. It's the Caribbean. That period gave us blast, quote, quote, as a ethnicity identifier. Okay, if you become a, a, a Christian, I thought your identity is in Christ. I, that's, um, that's my whole thought process. I thought my identity is in Christ Jesus. Okay. So why does black. What does what does it mean to be African? It's more. It's more than this. People don't realize it today. But calling ourselves black. Quote, quote. Was not so much motivated by disgusting skin color as much as it was a political statement about what is beautiful and vibrant and reappropriated what has been a slur in the mouths of others and refuses to be embraced in the world okay i have two okay god made people of this color i am a black man myself I'm not from Africa, like I said. My family inherently are Haitian, per se, in a way. That's what they say. That's what they talk about sometimes. Blah, 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 blah. Who cares? But see, I'm, 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 I'm a Christian. Color doesn't really matter uh, or ethnicity doesn't really matter to God. See, what we're doing here, we worship in the ethnic group or the skin color more than we worship the person who made it. And that's a problem we have in woke Christianity. They try to get you to identify yourself outside of God to say you are in God. That's the way it's looking. Not on to the point of not giving God the credit that credit's due, but also making God look like he's inferior to you. You know... We, if you really want to go back to history, go back to the part where you have, and I quote, when they said we were kings and queens, all this black movement, black conscious movement said that, okay? They did say that, but here's the problem with that. Those same kingdoms that we are kings from, did God tell the Jews or they told the Israelites to go in and take their land because they was doing evil in the sight of God? I mean, I'm just saying here, it's in the Bible. If you don't believe this, then let's go into the Bible here because, I mean, you know, a lot of people think I'm crazy here. Let's go into the Bible. Let's, let's read scripture by scripture here. In order for you to understand what's going on here. Because see. 
you you can't just simply just like well i, I mean we, we we got to you, you get too deep here cleveland no it's just you said that this here is prevalent to what is going on let's go to we're gonna go to jo we're gonna go to joshua okay because i mean in order for us to really get into this whole thing let's go into joshua okay and um we're going to dig deep here i mean if y'all really want to go down like that let's, let's just get down remember moses died okay I'm going to read chapter 1, verse 1, and we're going to go into this a little bit more. It says, after the death of Moses and the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over the, uh, this Jordan, you and all the people, to the land which I have given to them, the children of Israel. Every place that is uh, sole of your feet will tread upon I have given you, as I said to Moses. For the wilderness of the Lebanon, that's where black people are at. As far as the great river, the river of Euphrates, and the land of the Hittites. Look up the word where the Hittites are. The Hittites were black people. Okay, let's look it up. Let's, I mean, people really want to get into this. Hittites. Hittites were black. They was Amnilolia people who played an important role of the empire during that time. Okay, there were black people. Okay. Blacks. Let's continue on. And the great sea towards the uh toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you as the days of your life as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. This is talking about to Joshua. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and, and, and of good courage for to this people you shall divide as the inheritance of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to be do, uh, to do according to all the laws which Moses, my servant, command you. If you go, you could go back to the scripture that really refers to that. When God was telling Moses everything that belongs to the people of Israel. But when God get, got to Moses... Out of Egypt, who was ruler Egypt, Pharaoh, which is Egyptians, where were black folks. Hit they were part of the Canaanites. They talk about taking over the land. This is all in scripture. This is all in scripture here. All of it was in scripture. And I mean we could go over and over in the Bible. Of what happened. And you cannot tell me. 
that this woke mentality has crept up into the church to change the Bible. Let's continue on here. Let's continue on what this woke thing is, right? So the discovery, now here's the thing here. The discovery of this conscious, quote, unquote, was the discovery of a certain pleasure. The pleasure of being black was the core part of the cultural revolution stage during the black power movement. Now, I want to say something that will make a lot of people mad. Now, what if this was said white power movement? You will get upset and want to destroy stuff. What you're doing now. But with black power or black uh, a black uh, conscious movement or pro-black movements and stuff. You got to look at this here. All this pro stuff is not biblical. Where's pro God? Pro-Jesus, pro-Holy Spirit. That came from Israelites. Whoa, I thought that God did this for everybody. If he did that for everybody, why we need a Savior? So think about the word being woke. Stands for to be woke then builds on this discovery that being black is something to take pleasure in. But we can go back even farther before the black art, black power, and black conscious movement. There was a 1920s, the new Negro movement of the Harmon Rem uh, Renaissance and the Naratu uh, movement in Africa, which is the same thing as the Negro movement. All this was resonate. These are the things that caused this problem here. Here's more why this thing was going on. It says here that the Alan Lockheed in Harlem with Alan Cesar of uh, uh, Martinique and uh, Lepopo, Sandra of West Africa, were among the leading thinkers, quote, quote, of these movements. Following the defeats of Callum Reconstruction and Plessy versus Ferguson, Negro artists and intellectuals. Okay, I want you to think about that word in, intellectuals, artists and intellectuals. Begin to give a more striving voice to the complaints, complexity, and beauty of Negro life and thought. This phase of the identity project featured an international awareness and exchange and gave rise to a number of publications and outlets. The movement, like all historical iterations of what we call woke, quote, quote, sought to forge an identity both independent of white determinants. Look at the word, the, the internments. This is really trying to counsel our white people. And except by a wild, wider world. That's almost like the broad road that God told us not to, that the voice not to get on. But a lot of people are on this road. In 1923, the essay entitled The New Negro Faces America. Western Indian uh, writer Eric D. Wardren described the Negro movement. Blah blah blah, faucet, and it's go a little bit further with the Ethiopianism. 
and you talk about on the African continent, African Christians broke away from the control of white angelicals and Methodist churches. Now, if you really look at how, okay, they broke free from all this, but these guys are accepting the Black Lives Matter movement, angelicals and Methodists and Lutherans. Who would not share leadership to the church even in African soil? The church movement took place at the same time of the wider literary political movement in the British colonies and territories sprout. The wider movement of reclaimed Ethiopia as one of the always continued greatest civilizations of the world. And from the Bible, this is they tried to do this. They drew inspiration from Psalm 6831. They drew this here. Says, Noble shall come from Egypt. Cush should haste to stretch out her hand. But it's something you gotta read the whole scripture here. Princes shall come of Egypt. Ethiopia shall soon stretch out her hand unto God. That's what he's saying. You will find allusions, allusions to this test in everything from slave narratives to sermons to political speeches. Now, we could uh, perhaps go a little bit further back to the central thing, uh, thing that knoweth this to be Ethiopian, Negro, Black, or African American, choosing your describer at the time period, has always involved in a massive project of self-definition, self-determination, self-affirmation in a national and world context characterized by anti-black racism and oppression. This is what the woke stuff is. This is one of the things these periods has in common. That is why some verses of woke, quote, quote, appears in nearly every generation. Each generation has a forge of reclaiming. A sense of self that's healthy, affirming, and productive in order to withstand and resist the identity twisting and people displacing ideologies launching against us. So the woke church is really simple as this. This is the massive implications of the local church ministries in communities of color. Churches must understand the need of reconstitute the whole person with biblical teacher response to the living realities of those communities. In simpler words, our approach to discipleship must simultaneously repair the psyche and social destruction done to the identities, personhood of black people while re recognizing and in you no know, and equipping them to counter the social and political realities that constitute to the destruction in the first place. We had to teach people how to be their ethnic selves in a way that's consistent with the Bible and how to live fruitfully in context that doesn't 
or don't affirm their ethnic selves. Hence, we need a woke church. So, that sums all that up about woke church. That's a problem. Because these are the same people who stands into Black Lives Matter. They do. They stand into it so vividly and so massively and so vibably that this is the evil that is spurring into churches today. If you if you don't believe me, don't take my word for it. Because I got something that really brings in the counteract of that. What is Black Lives Matter? What is it? Why is the woke church so caught up in? We're gonna I'm going to let you listen to the clip of Black Lives Matter. Listen to the founders. And if you go to the website, it will tell you everything about Black Lives Matter. These women are lesbians. Okay? They want to do things for transgender people. But it's more to that. Okay? Remember, we talk about, remember, we just read what they saying that the woke church is supposed to be, supposed to do things biblically. But let's say that this, the woke church is connected to Black Lives Matter. That's they do. They are connected to them. Let's listen directly to the person, the co-founder, which is Patrice Colors, and listen to her as she said who they really are, Black Lives Matter. He was concerned or is concerned that, uh, that there's a lack of perhaps uh, uh, ideological direction in Black Lives Matter that would allow it to be, to, to, to fizzle out, in, as he said, um, uh, in comparison to Occupy Wall Street. Uh, as you are, are advanced in your own organization, as you all are headed to Cleveland to participate in this Black Lives um, Movement conference, how do you respond to that particular critique? Again, a loving critique from an elder of the struggle uh, that some others share, uh, that I've even shared as well, to, to be frank, as a concern about, uh, in part because of the co-optation and, and the appropriation, that, that a, a more clear ideological um, structuring might be of some value here. But how do you respond to, to, to those kinds of, again, loving criticisms? Um, I think that the criticism is helpful. Um, I also think that it might, um, I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, we uh, are trained Marxists. Um, we are uh, super uh, versed um, on sort of ideological theories. All right. Okay. Hmm. Marxists. We are trained Marxists. Okay. Marxists. I want you to think about that. 
We are trained Marxists here. Remember, Black Lives Matter uh, and the woke church, black people and other, not just black, but people who say they woke Marxists. You connected to a Marxist organization. And you wonder where Marxism comes from. Comes from the ideology of Karl Marx. Karl Marx is an atheist. Yes. Francis Engels, an atheist. These are atheists. <laughs> if you look at the history, Karl Marx is an atheist. The man is an atheist. He's an evil man. He is evil. His religion is evil. He's an atheist. I mean, Frederick Engel, atheist. These are intellectuals. They talk about they know about economics, but these are atheists. Let me repeat that one more time. People think that the, the, the um, people really believe that atheism and atheists don't have no religious lineage. They are a religion. Atheism is a religion. It is. The people who are atheists kill people. This was Lenin and all of the communists. Communists came in as atheism with Marxism. Socialism. Socialists. Adolf Hitler. Nazis. They the same thing. These are eight these are atheists. All of them are not of God. And the woke church is connected to them. Definitely connected to them. And they are evil. They are atheists. They are atheists. And people want to probably they want to topple all of the you know statues of people who are Christians and stuff like that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh we got some we got some these people who's connected to the Black Lives Matter want to do something like that. Want to get rid of Jesus uh statues. These are atheists. They said what wait a minute they are atheists. They are atheistic mindset. They are secular humanists. I mean come on. The uh 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 Valman, uh Lenin loved the philosophy because he's an atheist. All the dictators of the Soviets were atheists. All of them, no God in it. That's why communism in China is so evil. The Communist Manifesto is talking about atheism, how to take over stuff, what it's doing now. And you are connected to this woke church. Woke church. This is this is this is main reason why they wow. These are atheists. And you wonder why a lot of the stuff is going on in our society is so jacked up. Karl Marx is an evil man. Was an evil man. Same day Engel. Evil. 
Now you could go around and say, well, you're not supposed to call people evil. If you look up the the lineage of Leninism, Marxism, Leninism, Trotsky, Maoism, all these isms, liberated Marxism, all liberated Marxism, libertarian Marxism. Now that makes you want to know about the libertarians. Are there are Marxists in the libertarian front? If they said they are for it, you can do whatever you want, but let me do my own thing. But they are in the middle of everything, but they want to see what side going to win to be on that side. But they're Marxists in there. These are atheists. All of them. All of them are atheists. I mean, this guy got statues all over the place. He's an atheist. And you said you are the woke church who is connected to Black Lives Matter. You just list, you just heard that the, you just heard from the co-founder of Black Lives Matter. They are Marxists. Trained Marxists. And you, okay, if you don't believe me, I just gave you audio about it. If you don't believe me, here's some more. I'm going to read a quote from one of the leaders of the Black Lives Matter movement, Sean King. Sean King is a fake black man, fake black man. Truth to be told, he is. He literally thinks he's black, but he's he's born as a Caucasian Irish kid, and he made himself look like he's black because he want he he he's he just like uh, Mark Zillaber on Facebook. He want people to know who he is, and he got teased so bad. So now he wants to say, "Well, I'm gonna go with the with the with his own word. I'm gonna go with the niggas hat." Okay. And I'm gonna be black like them. You got a couple of, you got a lot of talk about trans color people want to do that. That's see, this is why God needs to come back very soon because it's stupid. But here he is. I'm gonna read this from Fox News on this. I, I don't too much care about Fox News, but it's here. I'm gonna read it and I'm going to give you the details. And this is on his Twitter feed. Fourth left. After this, Sean King on Monday, which that was a few days ago on the 22nd, yeah, the 22nd, said all images depicted Jesus as a white European should be torn down because they are a form of white supremacy. That's what he said. The dude is, remember, we got the people from you got the people who are connected to the woke church to Black Lives Matter to say that no, these are Marxists. Now, woke church is not always about black or racism or whatever. Homosexuality. Remember, Black Lives Matter is connected to that too. Um... Feminism, Black Lives Matter is connected to that as well. 
it uh see they want to connect it's ironic that the various people like the neo-nazis the Aries nation the kkk uh white supremacists are on and and you got the black supremacists you got the black lives matter you got the marxists you got the socialists you got the communists you got oh my god all of these people are on one coin one coin one side of coin and they flip that coin see what can let's see what we're going to do for today that's basically what it is. They are all of them in the same coin. All of them are fighting among each other because they want people to say this is right versus left or left versus right. No. They all are leftists in the one coin fighting among each other. See who will take control to re-control people's lives. That's what really was going on here. Let me read a little bit more. Then we will get to some more stuff in a minute. Now, King made his remarks over the series of tweet posts as historical monuments and statues has been target, being the target, become the target of anger and violence due to the Black Lives Matter protests in the wake of George Floyd's death while in police custody last month. And like I said on, on last broadcast, George Floyd was a criminal. A lot of people, even some people on our radio network got mad at me saying that. Why you degrade a, a, a man of, of how he was treated by police? I said, er, sins abound, no matter how you look at it. George Floyd called sin. If he was a sin, then this stuff never happened. He, if he did not sin, they would not have no story to put out there in the media. Because the media is just like the devil bring in the charges of his sin to you to show you how your sin looks. He's accused of man, people. Have you read the, the description of our enemy, the devil, Satan, how he acts, how he reacts, how he do stuff? So this is what's going on here. Sean King, idiot of the year, says, yes, I think... The statues of the white Europeans, they claim is Jesus, should also come down. They are a form of white supremacy. Always has been. In the Bible, when the family of Jesus want to hide and blend in, guess where they went? Egypt. Not Denmark. Terror them down now i'm gonna put this i'm gonna i'm gonna tell he's it's some more stuff he said too it's some more he said this in in a way king followed the post up with another saying that white jesus is a lie and a tool of white supremacy always has always has been create a Created as a tool of oppression, racist propaganda. They should all come down. Now, here is the thing about it. he kept doing this. If Yopin, for instance, has depicted Jesus Christ 
has depicted Jesus as black for more than 1500 years. Likewise, images depicted Asian can be found throughout Far East. King was once lead, it is, it, he is still once lead, a leading voice of the Black Lives Matter movement, but fell from grace when he when his race was questioned and he was accused of being a Caucasian falsely portrayed himself as black. I am done like that. And here he is. He, he's not light skinned because he is black. He is white in a lot of ways. So, I mean, this guy's an idiot. He, said, he, he says, I've been told most of my life that the white man of, a, of my birth certificate is not my biological father. And that my actual biological father is a light-skinned black man. My mother and I had discussed her affair. She was a young woman in a bad relationship and had... I have no judgment. He wrote in 2015 amid reports that his misrepresentation of his race. You know, huh, that's really, really funny here. Yeah, this guy's a joke. Uh, uh, mm. he, he is a fake white guy. I mean, fake black guy. I'm sorry. And <laughs> what can you say but the laugh? But we're going to get into a little bit more details here because um, I got something that will make you or break you. Now, I'm going to tell you what um, John MacArthur said. It was part of how should Christians respond to the riots. Which we'll probably talk a whole more details next time on another series because he literally did broken down into very very rations that is very very true, and I want to to let you listen to this in details of why this is very 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 profound of what he said here. Can I join Black Lives Matter? Can I be a part, if not a member, can I be a part of their function? They are disruptive. They are rebellious. They are radical. They are anti-authority. They are Marxist. They are atheistic. This is an organization designed by Satan to use the suffering of some people as the means to destroy their lives, to destroy morality, conscience, the family, even the church, and replace it with behavior that is immoral, perverse, abominable, soul-destroying, family-destroying, marriage-killing, and culturally disastrous. Bottom line, those documents are anti-God, anti-Scripture, anti-Christ. This is an organization that is the enemy of God. Do you really believe that going down that path is going to do anything to lift up a culture? It has nothing to do with the color of anybody's skin. Go down that path 
and it's the path of absolute, total destruction. Wipe out the law of God in the heart, give people immorality as the standard, destroy the family, take the message of the gospel out of the church, and the only possible restraint left is the police to try to stop the flood. I can't be a part of that. Now, what he was really was telling you is exactly the truth. Who want to be part of something like that? And you wonder, this is biblical? This is, you know, you can't... Mm. If you don't have Christ in you, how can you say you are living for Christ? How? Okay, I'm going to give you a little bit more details here. I want to know... I'm not too in, no in in danger with Charlie Kirk, but his whole persona explains the whole thing with Black Lives Matter and woke Christianity, woke Christians. He told the truth, and he is calling them out. And if you don't, I mean, he's, he's telling them what it is. Think about, like I just said, I put in the scenario here. You have woke Christians or the woke, woke church connected to a Marxist organization. And you heard from Dr. MacArthur saying they are atheistic. I say they atheists now. Let's hear what Charlie Kirk had to say about this whole thing. I want to write an essay that could be a book, Woke Christianity. How weak, cowardly Christians are contributing to the death of America. Hmm. I call out these pastors one by one. One by one, Benny. Because they post their little black squares hmm. preceded by factually inaccurate, baseless information about how they say black men are being gunned down in the streets by our police officers at an alarming rate. Not even close to being true. Ten unarmed black men died last year, according to the Washington Post. They recently adjusted it to 15. How convenient. They adjust it when people start using their data. Let's say it's 15. 15 out of the country are 330 million people. So these woke Christians mm -hmm. tell the entire world how good a people they are. And I scroll through their Instagram feed, Benny. I, scro I scrolled back to Sanctity Life Sunday. No post about abortion. None. Zero. Nothing. In fact, some would go as far to say, well, we're praying for all issues on the side of abortion. They don't want to offend people when um, literally a million babies in America are aborted every single year. One million. So now if, they, if, if these woke Christian pastors, woke Christianity, they really cared about black lives, wouldn't they care about the 400,000 black babies that are aborted every single year? So you have a million abortions every single year. And about... 13 to 15% of the population are African-Americans. Take that in half. Because only half of that are women that are able to have children. Half of that is about childbearing age. So 4% of the American population accounts for 43% of all the abortions. Do you know in New York City, if you see a black woman who's pregnant on a subway, she's more likely going to the abortion clinic than she's going to the delivery room. The abortion rate is higher than the birth rate in New York City. But the woke Christians, Benny, they tell you we need to stand up for social justice. We need to stand up for the fight for 
the least of these in society, yet they remain silent on black-on-black crime. They remain silent when black fathers have left the home. Do you know that 77% of black children in America will not grow up with a father in the home? That's according to the Washington Examiner. 77%. Then we send them to failing public schools where there was an independent study in Baltimore, 13 public schools. They could not find a kid that could do math or read at grade level. So we send them to Democrat-run cartel schools run by the teacher unions. They don't have fathers to come home to. And then these woke Christian pastors that mostly pandered, by the way, to sanctimonious social media activist suburbanites that have a messianic complex that they can come in and fix the world because they posted a black square on their Instagram where they don't say a word about the slaughter of the unborn in our abortion clinics. They don't mention a syllable about the decimation of black fathers. And yet they stand in their pulpits and they condemn people like me because I dare use data and statistics talking about how, no, actually the police are generally a force for good in America. Do you know that in New York City in 1994, right when around Mayor Giuliani became mayor, there was about 2,200 murders a year in New York City. That's a, almost a 9-11 in New York City every single year. Mayor Giuliani says, guess what? We're going to put the police back in the streets. We're going to get tough on crime. We're going to use data to find out where the gangbangers are hiding out. And we are going to arrest them and we are going to be tough. Murders went down to 324 a year, and they went down as low as 200 a year under the early years of Mayor Bloomberg. Do you know who most of those lives were saved? 2,000 to 300, just about. Those 2,100 people? No, I'm sorry. The 2,100 people? Black people. Black people. Hundreds of thousands of black lives have been saved by police officers over the last couple decades. Hundreds of thousands. Yet these woke Christians with their black squares are saying, law enforcement are killing people in the streets. If you take the multiplier effect of the hundreds of thousands of black and Hispanic individuals that have lives have been saved because of more policing in America, and you take the multiplier effect over a couple generations and the children that they have, you're talking about probably a million people of color that are alive over a 30-year window because of law enforcement. And the Christian pastors do nothing to stand up for it. In fact, they kowtow and they capitulate to something that is rooted in a lie. I wish they were one-tenth as vocal for truth as they are cowardly advancing lies and deception in America. You know, that's well, that's well said. I think what we all says done. Um, yeah, he, he just put it out there. He did. And you know what? He's right. I mean, how much more can you really understand any factors that goes on with anything when you know for a fact that this stuff is absolutely true on the fact that these things with these woke Christians, woke mentality, all of this. And I know I talk about this on several broadcasts I did and, and still people start, oh, what do you mean? Huh? Really? It's not really a shocker because everything I see nowadays is you no know, the sin of the world's coming out. This is now they in full flesh force and they know they in full flesh force because the more they are trying to indicate anything, they try to mitigate it to be something that's not. So Christians should understand that we have an enemy that wants to destroy everything we have. And it, 
the thing that they wanted, they want God to destroy the various thing that he want, and that is sin. And the enemy wants to stay in your sin and lies about it. And you, and you can't you can't just excuse it. Say, well, you know, you don't understand the caliber of all this going on here. And um, you don't understand what we have to go through with all that because of that reason of that forceful magnitude of all that. You don't understand the concepts of reasoning behind all the stuff that is going through with black folks. We are part of the reason we woke. Really. Let me put this in another perspective then. If we were so caught up in the woke factor. I mean, come on. You got to be realistic here now. I mean, people don't get. You don't get angry when someone comes to you and tell you the truth about you. You know, I got mad if you are in sin now. If you are not a sin and God has given you so much to gain on the truth behind of him then who are you as a believer no it's one something that's really really tragic that did happen it did you know um sean king's crazy but he's part of that reasoning behind of that and you got so many people acting upon themselves evil into the point of, well, this is the way we need to do this stuff and we need to do this in a biblical way. Now, I'm going to tell a couple of things that's really, really messed up because a lot of people don't want to hear this, but it's the absolute truth here. If, you know, a lot of people call caught up in the fact on these cities that all this stuff is going on uh, of, of all this wokeness but who run these cities democrats who also allow all of this stuff to break down to the people to tear down the statues of their history democrat history they say, oh, yeah, go ahead and tear that down because we don't want people to know the truth about our history. See, how can you say you have any kind of history if you don't know the origin where you came from? That is the purpose of history, is to know the origin which you came from. Well, a lot of times, a lot of people don't want to hear that origin. And when you hear that origin of what people do and reason and figure then you got a problem here. It's really kind of fun because here, here I'm going to uh, do another uh, 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 Dr. Uh, John MacArthur, what he said on Larry, Larry Elder. It's very, very good. I love it. This is, this, listen to this whole thing here. My guest is the pastor teacher of Grace Community Church. He became president of the Masters University, former LA Baptist College. He's also president and a featured teacher with Grace to You, founded in 1969. It's a nonprofit organization responsible for developing, producing, and distributing uh, my guest books. 
Speaking of which, he's written or edited more than 150 books, most notably the MacArthur Study Bible, which has sold more than one million copies. Please welcome to the program, Pastor Teacher of Grace Community Church, John MacArthur. Pastor, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure, Larry. Thank you for what you're doing. Pastor, I must have received at least uh, two or three emails regarding the sermon that you uh, preached on Sunday. Uh, you talked about what was going on in our streets of America, and can you share with us your, your thoughts? Yeah, basically, I titled the sermon, Who's to Blame for the Riots? And, uh, you know, I went back to the biblical patterns of what is revealed in Scripture about the heart of man. Uh, the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, and who can know it? So, you know, we the, the Bible completely rejects the notion that man is basically good, uh, the Bible indicates that every man is a sinner. There's none righteous, no, not one. I just pointed that out and went a little more deeply into what the Bible says about the fallenness of man and the sinfulness of man. You know, I talked about World War II, 85 million people were killed. That's, a, that's an indictment of the human race since it was all over the globe, and I think 60 million of them were civilians. And mm-hmm. uh, Just to show the, the wickedness of the heart of man, and how is that to be mitigated in society? God has given us four restraints. Number one is conscience, that in every human being there's, there's enough of the law of God written in the heart so that man knows what is right or wrong. That's part of being human. And the conscience is the warning device when you violate that law written in the heart. And if basically you overturn that law, by creating a false law, which would be the law that allows for any kind of immoral behavior and justifying it, uh, you misinform the conscience. And then if you train the conscience to ignore itself because you shouldn't feel guilty, you've just wiped out the, the personal restraint. The second restraint that God has designed is family parenting, passing righteousness, goodness, uh, abilities, and discipline from generation to generation. Wipe out the family, and you've removed the second restraint. The third restraint that God has ordained is government. Conscience has a weapon, and that weapon is guilt. The family has a weapon, and that weapon is discipline. Government has a weapon, and the Bible says it even carries a sword, and it carries it not in vain. In, in other words, the government is an ultimate authority designed by God to protect those who do good and punish those who do evil. And when government authority is completely rejected, when it is vilified, when it is assaulted, when it is attacked, when it is basically, whether it's by people who attack it as enemies or people who attack it by, by the role of politicians pulling back those who uh, protect the innocent and punish the evildoer, you've removed the third restraint. The only thing left, the fourth restraint, is the church, which is salt and light in the world, and when the church begins to crumble and you've got false healers and charlatans and people running Ponzi schemes and taking money out of poor people's pockets to make themselves rich, people who deny the Bible in the church, the chaos and confusion then, in a sense, is not even restrained by the church. The, the, the only hope for this country, and by the way, Larry, this, all this mess was really not the result of uh, the death of uh, Mr. Floyd. That, that, that might have been the straw that broke the camel's back, but the destruction of morality, the, the silencing of the human conscience, the destruction of the family, the, the assault and attack on authority in government, and the weakness and capitulation of the church to the culture 
have removed the divine restraints, and now we get the result of that. So that was that was the message, and the only hope is not to resolve something on a superficial level, but to go back and restore those foundations, uh, an honest and true morality, strong families, a strong, just government, and the church proclaiming the Word of God. Those, those are the only hopes to restore what has been lost. My guest is pastor-teacher of Grace Community Church, John MacArthur. Pastor, I've been watching a lot of television over the weekend. I'm hearing a lot of the, the, the activists uh, register their complaints. I've not heard a single person talk about what you just now said, in particular, the destruction of the family. Um, in 1965, 25% of black kids were born outside of wedlock. That number now is 70%. Now 25% of white kids are born outside of wedlock. Nearly 50% of Hispanic kids are. In my opinion, it is far and away the number one social problem in America. And I didn't hear a single person talk about that. They talked about how bad the police were and what kind of tactics the police should have used and whether or not the police should be defunded. But no one is talking about the real reason that people, in my opinion, are angry and upset and why we have so much crime going on in the inner city. And that is the absence of fathers. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And by the time it shows up in the streets, the snowball is going so fast down the hill that you put the police in the position of having to instantaneously, in a flash, in a moment of time, try to make a decision as to what to do with someone who has no conscience, no fear of God, no sense of what is right or wrong, and has had no model of a father and no parenting, and you've got this, this undisciplined guy running or gal running loose in the street, and it all falls to the policeman in a moment of time to make an absolutely wise decision every time, and that's not likely to happen. All right. Now, it's really, really good. That was a good one because, see, that's what really going on in our own society today. And um, that's why nobody never really sit down and analyze the real reason behind the stuff. Vody talk about it. He's a black man. He talks about it a lot cultural marxism not going to get in detail this could be the camel that breaks the uh this straw that brought the camel's back on this notion that this woke church that everybody wants to be involved in is the real reason why we got problems now in the church and you're wondering why we are so behind on everything because we want to really come to some things that's so um, so trivial, not so directed to what the the Bible has to say about things like that. We're going into so many array of things that comes to common sense factors, and you still can't even phantom what the Word God had to say about that. You 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 get caught up in a lie. That has so many um, reasons as scarities uh, 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 behind of it that you never really take the time to ask the Lord the truth about what you need to do about it. So that's why you want to do it for yourself to say, I am of God being woke. We need to fight this injustice of ourselves, but not the injustice that you do towards God. You see, God has an injustice that God is a just God. And you, in violation of that, 
that vow, like that justice that he set upon, he will cause judgment on you. And that is when you sin, the world going to continue to do their own thing. But to really come to grips about all this, why are you so antagonistic trying to be woke? God has, when Jesus became your Lord, he awakened you from your death of sin. He risen you from that through his blood. You don't command God to do anything. God commands you to do things. Now, why I'm saying that? Because it's so many people want to command God to do something that you need to be in line with him about. And these are, say, believers saying these things. But the Bible has given us so many things to do to do his will. And we keep on going on and on in our human minds that is full of of things that they be renewed to try to question God and see that's not biblical sound right there. So w- people get mad because we want to be, you know, we, we got to fix this, these things that the church did. No church people, hearts bring this mess to the church. People bring things of the world to the church every Sunday, every Sunday. Now, why are we so surprised that you got people of the work the woke church connected to black lives matter who are marxist and marxists are atheists these people said they are of christ how can you muddle christ and 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 the satan at the same time it can't but people do every sunday when they talk about things that was going on in society without actually going and cracking the Bible and let the word of God reveal the things of the people to the truth and change their hearts. You get up on the sermon in the pulpit and lie to the people every Sunday. How can you say you are a Christian when you are connected to the various people who are anti-God? That's what Marxist is. That's what an atheistic person is. They are anti-God. They hate God that much to tell the truth. Because they don't want to seek the truth. Because they believe their own beliefs is the truth. Remember, Mark, uh, Karl Marx is an intellectual. He thinks himself above God in a way. And when he thought that, he said his philosophy would bring a better world. Really. Why in the world he died like he did? I mean, Karl Marx is a evil, was an evil man when he was alive. He, and all these things came out of him. You got communism, socialism, uh, even fascism. All of these things that people saying is the problem today came from this man. His philosophy, his belief, his reasoning. He did not have Jesus as his Lord in his life. He said we need to take down anything that holds a standard to have a bell society and that is the the church but you got woke churches people who claim of god are in bed with satan every single time when something like this come up the media which is their mirror brings out their sin and what we do we don't even go to god and pray about it if you say you are of God, we don't. You just go in and just make it be like, okay, well, it's good. 
We need to fight this. We need to fight, not God. Not praying to the Lord, asking for direction, nothing. We could fix this problem. We could fix this problem and we could fix it in our way. But you take a guy, you just add to subtract God out of the equation. And you wonder why God doesn't have any power in 15, 16 churches around the corner in the urban core. That's why. I mean, that to me is what I see. Now, you could see something differently, but this is the truth that that's what I see. God is not in the midst of sin. But people claim that God's here. The power of the Lord is here. How can God be in sin? If you go back to scripture, even God don't even want Moses to be around here because even his glory would just kill Moses because of the sinful man. When Moses got to step on holy ground, he had to take the sandals off his feet, off his, uh, uh, off his feet to walk on holy ground. God had to reveal to Moses in a burning bush because his glory would destroy him. Even around the, the Mount Sinai. Come on, folks. Read your Bible sometime. That's the problem. People don't read no more. They just want to go by what that person said because he obviously he went to school. And he got from the seminary school. Seminary school now is not even biblical sound because they so caught up in this mess too. And you wonder why everyone is really confused when they come out of churches nowadays. Then you got people coming in with their heart that's not right, but God wants to be rich. Oh, now we step up some toes here, Cleveland. The, that's what I'm saying. It's no power at some of these churches. When I read the word, God was power. God is powerful. Always has, always will be. Anything he does or touches to do, he makes it happen. So if God could do all these things, even through men, they allow him to do it. And, and, and change stuff was it and we claim that God is supposed to be here at the now what's going on now with these churches they don't have power you know I don't I'm just saying I'm not just saying here I'm looking at this scripturally God in his word is absolute God can say let there be light there was light Genesis I mean come on God made the world what <laughs> that was void and made it to something he took five to six, seven, six days to do it. On the seventh day, he rested. That is cold. That is so powerful. Man, if God could say, he say it and happen. You see, but you got these world of faith uh, 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 churches that claim to say they have this in them. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. That means that that's not biblical. Now, God make things happen because he is who he say he is. I am who I say I am. When Moses wanted to tell the people of to tell the Israelites, who do you want the people to tell to tell them who they say they are? I am who I say I am. But we want to change God. We want to change God to be what we think he said he is. Don't get all twisted. God is not confused about who he really is. We are confused who he really is because we gonna go pray. We don't read. We don't we don't do nothing to get in his presence to understand him. We just get caught up in our own mess up screw mentality because we want to we think we are right. Now, I'm gonna charge you on this this week. This is a good challenge. This is a great challenge to anybody 
who really want to make this right, who really want to really make a difference in their lives. Here's the challenge, and this is something that people need to do. Pick up the word God, turn off your television, turn off your phone, just cut things that is a distraction. Read the word God for yourself. Pray to the Lord. If you're not saved, pray for salvation. See, all these distractions are causing people not to get right with God. Why? Because you are so distracted in your own belief that you don't even have time to ask the Lord for direction. Harsh words, but truth is really abounds. Well, Cleveland, that's kind of cold for you to say that, man. No. How can you indicate what is heart obscurity and not really come to the truth about what God is really saying? God is really giving us a lot of his answers to his word. But if you are a woke church, you're not going to go to this word. You're going to go to the newspaper. You're going to try to get some kind of psychology uh, a, a, per, a person's input who doesn't even know Jesus Christ. You'd rather get someone's book of self-help who probably don't even have who don't even know Jesus and read that and said this is the way the church is supposed to be to fight these injustices that's against God. Huh. Good luck with that. Good luck. Because all that you just said is a waste of time. How can God do anything when people waste his time in everything? That's the truth. And you know, it's sad to say, truth abounds to every heart of a person. That literally seeks God. And that truth is from him. And it's no guesswork. You don't have to figure this out. God already <laughs> explained everything about his word. About him. About everything he wants to do. It is up to us to really get in line with him. And still try to figure all this out. You see. And that's why it's so important to really take that to a level that is all about him if it's all about you you never get there i mean seriously you will never get to where you need to be when you try to figure this out on your own god is going to be the only one that's going to make things happen if you go and surrender yourself to him that's it no more no questions asked case closed so, here's the question. Are you woke or are you awakened? Because with God and the truth about him, and with all, without all these distractions, you could be, your soul and your mind and your heart will be awakened to him. Because you will be in him learning things from him about the things to serve and worship him. That's all. It is and always going to be. I don't see nothing else. And with his word is the absolute truth. Who can you go into a, a courtroom to defend this stuff going on out here in society? How? How can you say I am defending this mess? And God always the judge. He, he's going to win 
every time. Father God is going to win every time. Jesus cannot even stake your case on your behalf because you're not in him. You're not. And for you to try to question God, it's almost like you're saying to him, Oh, yeah, you don't have power here. I have power here. And that's why most of us, most people that are in that kind of condition, never, ever be right with him. Because they think they are. You see, that right there is a fool. And people are like, wait a minute, Cleaver, that's cold. Say that, yeah, they're fools. That's a fool. Fools think like that. Real people don't do that. God don't do that. We, I mean, seriously, God don't. And that's why it's so important to really put him first. If you say you're uh, Jesus, this should be some kind of gut grunt, uh, gut, uh, grunt, gut grunting move in your life to say, oh, my God, I got to do something right. And that is the question. What is right? And I'm going to tell you what's really right. Father God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Bible, everything about it is right. We know. Humans know. Society and, and policies know. Democrat, Republican, know. None of that is right. Conservative, liberal, know. None of that is right but God. That's it. But God. If you can't get that right, then you need to really need to get your head examined. And see, okay, what's wrong with me? Yeah, you, yeah, I am a complete idiot, and yeah, I am being stupid. Mm -hmm. This is stupidity. Yes, it is very, very, very stupid. Now it's up to you to make the challenge. That challenge is to turn off everything. If you are a Christian, turn off everything. Read the word. Ask God for direction. If you are. A Christian, but if you're not a Christian, and when you speak of the things that are biblical sound, you can't become one. God looks at the heart of man. No matter what you look at, God looks at the heart of every man, everybody, male, female. He looks at the heart of man and really knows they truly want to be with him. And when they and when they call out to the name of the Father, it don't have to be something special. But the Lord's prayer is very powerful, of course. That is evidence of Father God. And once you receive Jesus as your Lord, when you declare him as your Lord, he will save you. Declaration to God is so much more of changing addresses of where you're going. And once you do that, you will be saved. Now, I know that's not really a way to say that you get saved. You have to really confess your sins to the Father. To add to Jesus Christ and allow to, and, and, and make Jesus Christ your Lord. Once you make him your Lord, he will save you. Once he saved you, yes, the Holy Spirit is coming in and living inside of you. And people say, we need to go to the Bible, believe in church. Yes, that's true. However, however, you need to find a church that is of God. There's plenty of churches out there. I'm not saying all churches are bad. 
But I'm talking about in the neighborhoods that are consistent with almost near the 15 in every corner. You wonder where is where this guy at? You don't need that many churches in a corner just to get the gospel out. But it is there. If you go to any Democrat-run city, you will see those churches. And a lot of them are closed. And a lot of them are still open, but they are hanging from the their last thread because God's not there. And even you see the churches that look like they are that God's there because they massive everything. Don't take that. Test the fruit. You got to test the fruit of everybody around you. If you don't, you'll get caught in this mess. And believe me, it's a bunch of mess out here. So take the challenge. Turn off all this nonsense around you. Focus on what the word God had to say. And blend into his will in your life. Because if you don't, you won't I'm gonna tell you something. It's gonna be crazy and it's gonna be redonkulous. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I'd rather to be on God's side in on the narrow road. Then try to figure all this out with him on a broader road. Then thinking that I am in him and I'm going to hell. I don't want that kind of reason or even be in that condition. Because being in that kind of condition like that is not only scary. But it is a, a the worst position ever. That you think you're going to heaven but you end up in hell. Is so many people claim to be of God in up in that kind of condition. Not this not me, not this crazy guy that you call me crazy. No, sorry, you are not going to get me caught up in that mess. So that's not gonna happen. So that to me is why you need Jesus as your Lord. Now people want to jump into the salvation part. Salvation comes upon those who are seeking and want to what? Make Jesus Christ their Lord. Yes, you got to seek him first. But you got to make him your Lord. You got to change different lords. You can't just go with uh, Satan one minute and be with Jesus on another minute. No, that's not how that works. You got to make Jesus Christ your Lord. That's it. If you don't do that, you are missing the point. You are not saved. But in order for you to become saved, you have to make him your Lord. Well, I got one announcement before I go. Um, I want everyone to uh, to really check out IMP streams. And I want to tell you why. Recently, it is a video came out of Project Veritas. And um, it was about Facebook. Um, Facebook did, you know, um, you know, has tried to get rid of everything and everything. And what they did was that they are getting rid of people who wear MAGA hats. And they and, and the moderator said, I'm going to get rid of MAGA hats because they, you know, no, for terrorism, not even trying to figure out what's going on with them, but they want to get rid of MAGA hats because of terrorism. That tells me a whole lot of what's going on 
with Facebook. This is the Facebook contact moderator. They did that. And it's a lot of them doing that because they really feel like they are doing something to help people who are going through so much with being part, you know, who likes President Trump. And that's really not right. What if we go so far, if they're going far with President Trump, what if they go so far with Christians? And they did. They had eliminate at least 1,500 Christian accounts on Facebook alone. 1,500. And they are doing more and more before the end of the seat, before the end of the election season. Why are they doing this? Because they don't want that message to go forward or they don't want you as the person to hear, listen, watch, and make decisions on your, by your, for yourself because you got a brain. They don't want that. If you do think of outside those terms, you are violating their community standards. So I encourage you to go to IMP Streams, which is IMP stands for. It's called Internet. It's called Internet Media Providers. Once you're there, you sign up and you can start uploading videos that is sound, not porn. I'm sorry, I had to say that. That will help and engage and you know bring people together so they can be able to watch the videos without any restrictions or any kind of, viol uh, of policy violations that's against their standards. So you'll be able to have the freedom to be able to to allow what you know for a fact that God's directed you to do. So go to impstreams.com and be part of this place, this video platform, because we represent the voice for the voiceless. So that's all I have the time for this week here. I want to thank each and every one to be part of the Biblical Territory Review. This is a great time to really glean into God's word. But also, too, this is a perfect time to reap some of this harvest that's coming in. It's a lot of people are so much in tune to what God is talking about instead of their feelings and emotions. So I want to thank everyone for being part of the Biblical Editorial Review. Next week is the last installment of this series that we're going to dig deeper and deeper in. And I'm going to have a special guest. And I will pray he will be available for this. But I will definitely have a special guest for us to talk more in details on what is going on in our society today. So stay tuned. We got so much to cover right here at the Biblical Editorial Review. Portions of our broadcast day made possible by Internet Media Providers, makers of Crosslink. With Crosslink, you can view any Christian television station in the world using Crosslink. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www.internetmediaproviders.com. Thank you for listening to the Biblical Editorial Review. We hope this broadcast has challenged you to see this world from God's perspective. Tune in next time for another Biblical Editorial Review.
The Biblical Editorial Review with Cleveland Rhodes is copyrighted by the Resilient Christian Radio Network.